And that was Brian Duncan, my good buddy, uh, lives right down the road with Christmas Comes But Once a Year. Thank you, Brian, for letting us use your music this year again. And I'm talking to James Cooper across the pond, as they say. I've got a spot of tea with, in front of me. How about you, James? No, I'm all teed out at the moment. I had one about an hour ago, but no tea at the moment. Yeah, well, it's Christmas morning here. Uh, the kids, of course, are no longer kids in my household, uh, so... Uh, 
you know, we got up and opened our presents and uh, figured it would be a good time to come in and talk to James. And you are eight hours ahead of me, so I imagine it's afternoon there. It is. It's just starting to get dark. I've put the twinkly lights on and it's all feeling rather festive. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, was uh, Santa Claus good to you this morning? He was, yes. Yes, yes. He, he stopped by. I guess he got to me before he got to you, actually. Yeah, well, he must have. <laughs> and I suppose by now he's probably uh, got his head on his pillow and fast asleep. Yeah, or he's in Hawaii or something. Uh, 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 that's where I'd like to be right now. i got to tell you the truth. <laughs> is it nice and warm with you this Christmas morning? It is. It's a nice morning this morning. Uh, the sun is out. Uh, typically here on Christmas morning, we have uh, the Lord is really good to us weather-wise. And uh, just it's usually a, a crisp morning, um, you know, 60s or so on the Fahrenheit scale. And, uh, you know, you can often see kids running by or riding by on their brand new bicycles, that type of thing on a, on a Christmas morning here in Southern California. Yeah, I headed off to church this morning and some kids bought some of their stuff that they'd got from Santa and it was great fun. Yeah. Seeing a little delight on all their faces. <laughs> yep, that's what it's, uh, one of the big joys of Christmas is seeing the delight on the faces of the kids. And uh, this year I've got my uh, granddaughter, uh, she just turned a, a year old about uh, four months ago, so she's really aware of things this year, unlike last year. And uh, boy, it's, it's really been fun with little Brixton uh, running around and, you know, just her eyes get big when she looks at the tree and the lights and the <laughs> whole thing. It's just a real joy. Oh, very cute. Yeah, so they're supposed to be coming over a little bit later today, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Well, I hope you have a great time with them. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure. And what, what have you got for Christmas dinner? Well, Christmas dinner, we do kind of a, a non-traditional thing here in the Webb household. There's always a good movie that comes out on Christmas Day. And then we try to find a restaurant that's open after the movie. And uh, so I think this year, we're, we're, I know the movie we're going to go see is uh, Les Mis. Uh, very much looking forward to seeing that movie today. Oh, right, yes, that's um, Helen Bonacastler and Russell Crowe. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I was never interested at all in that play. I mean, obviously, Les Mis has been around for years. But Timothy was in the high school production of Les Mis last year in his senior year in high school. And so we went to see his performance two or three times, and I really developed an appreciation for the play. I like the music in it. It's very moving. And then I've seen some trailers for Les Mis in the theaters here, and uh, I'm just really uh, looking forward to seeing how they've done it, you know, on the big screen. So we're looking forward yeah. to that. I've, I've heard good things about it. I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard good things. Yeah. I hope that you're not the miserables after seeing the miserables. <laughs> I don't think we will be. And then you ask about uh, dinner. So afterwards, I think we're probably going to go to a local uh, Mexican restaurant. <laughs> How's that for traditional Christmas dinner? Yeah, um, not what I'd have, but hey, go for it. <laughs> and what about you? What are you doing for uh, we, we, Yeah, we, um, we had it at uh, sort of midday-ish, one o'clock. Um, turkey and all the trimmings, good old traditional Christmas, British Christmas dinner. Very good. With our crackers and our Brussels sprouts and wearing the silly hats and telling jokes and things. So. You, you know, I love Brussels sprouts, but Leanne hates them, so we never have them in the house because they oh. have a tendency to stink up the house. I feel for you. I love them as well. Oh, I do. I love them. 
now, you said something a minute ago that, uh, oh, oh, Christmas, do you ever do a goose? No, we, no. Um, every year, my mum says, you know, I think we should try something different this year. But then about five seconds later, she says, yes, but what if I didn't like it? So we'll just have turkey as normal. <laughs> well, tell her mum we have to do something. We have to be adventurous. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was the traditional English thing, was a Christmas goose. Yeah, way back when. Actually, it was either um, beef was very traditional up to the um, sort of the Victorian times. Yeah. And although turkeys are called turkey, of course, they come from America. Okay. I was and gonna... they, were bought, they were bought to Europe from America by the Spanish. Okay. When was this? Um, sort of in the 17th, 18th century originally. Okay. And then when, they, when the Spanish brought them over... Um, the Netherlands, Holland, was a, uh, a Spanish colony. Hmm. And so they used to take the turkeys up from Spain up to Holland, and then Holland's only a, a little short boat ride across the UK, so right. then they came into the UK. Right. And back then, anything that was vaguely exotic was meant to come from the east. Ah. So hence they called them turkeys. Because <laughs> so, they were meant to come from Turkey. Exactly, sure. And really random fact for the day for you, there's still a line in the uh, Dutch national anthem that says, Hail to the King of Spain. Is that right? Yeah, from when they were a Spanish colony. They never changed it. Nope. <laughs> Which is why when Sinterklaas or St. Nicholas yes. visits Dutch kids on the 5th of December, they think he comes from Madrid. Interesting. In Spain. Interesting. Well, see, I thought you were going to say that uh, that he hit him over a head with a turkey drumstick or something. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that would be the the other character that uh, goes along. Yeah, with uh, Black Pete. Yes. Black, yeah. Yes. He's the he's the one that's. Uh, he's the nasty guy. Yeah, nasty. Yeah. yeah. Or nasty. I have to say nasty. it. Nasty. Be very posh. Be very posh here and say nasty. Nasty. Yes. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, um, I've still got some uh, uh, people waiting out in the front room with a couple of other gifts that want to be opened up. So I think we should close this up. Yep, that sounds like a good idea. And I know that we're going to be playing a, a replay of the uh, the Easter story that we put together. Do you mean the Christmas story? I said okay, Easter, didn't You I? said the Easter well, story. See, I'm already thinking ahead. Yeah, you can you can tell it's over early over there, can't you? <laughs> I guess I should. I, th- have. I think you've had one too many eggnogs already this morning. <laughs> yeah, so I know we we got some of our friends together and put together the Christmas story. Uh, some uh, in some voiceover friends and some artists, uh, Brian and Kenny Metcalf, etc. So uh, we've had some requests to hear that again, and I know I want to hear it again. Yeah, so I think it's, it's time fun. to do it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And then then to close out. Um, after the, uh, the Christmas story, we'll have a couple more songs for you. We've got Jeremy and Kimberly Sorensen with their lovely version of Away in the Manger. And we'll finish off with Doug Bolt on the lovely Christmassy piano with Oh Holy Night. Love Doug Bolt's music. Yeah, it's really good. It gets a lot of play in our house over Christmas. Well, it's been fun doing this again this year. This is the seventh year in a row. And this is... I, and, of course, by extension, this is the seventh Christmas conversation we've had. Yeah, that's really quite scary. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say good scary. Way. I was going to say it was just, it's been fun. It's been It's great. impressive as well that we've done it for seven years. I we? know. I know. What does that make us, old guys or something? Well, a veteran podcasters. Veteran. There you go. Yeah. 
<laughs> or as uh, I've been called a pioneering podcaster. That was in uh, oh, that, yeah, that's some publishing publication years ago. So yeah, it's fun, and uh, you've been along with you know with me on the ride the whole way. It was your idea, uh, and uh, I'm just so glad that uh, we've been able to do this. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Thanks yeah. for your help again, Steve. Yeah, well, thank you. You've done a lot of the editing and uh, and script writing and stuff. Couldn't do it without you, that's for sure. And uh, to you, dear listener, we couldn't do this without you either. We thank you and uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, a very happy Christmas indeed. All right. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll see you next year. All right. God bless you. Long ago, actually about 2,000 years, when King Herod ruled Judea, that's now part of Israel, God sent the angel Gabriel to a young woman who lived in a village called Nazareth. The girl's name was Mary, and she was engaged to marry a man named Joseph. Gabriel suddenly appeared to Mary. Peace be with you. God has blessed you and is pleased with you. As you can imagine, Mary was very surprised by this and wondered what the angel meant. But Gabriel explained more to her. Don't be afraid, Mary. God has been very kind to you. He's chosen you to be the mother of his own son. You will give birth to a baby boy, and he will be called Jesus. How can I have a baby? You will become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Your baby will be God's own son, and his kingdom will never end. Your cousin Elizabeth, who everyone said was too old to have a baby, is six months pregnant with a baby boy. Nothing is impossible with God. I don't completely understand what you mean, but I trust God, so let it happen as God chooses. The baby Elizabeth was to have was also special. He would be called John, and as an adult, he would prepare people to welcome Jesus. Gabriel had told Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, about their unexpected son when Zechariah was in the Jewish temple working as a priest. Zechariah didn't believe the angel, so Gabriel had made him mute until after John was born. So a few days later, knowing her cousin was pregnant, Mary said goodbye to her family and friends and went to visit Elizabeth and Zechariah. Elizabeth was very happy to see Mary. She knew that Mary had been chosen by God to be the mother of his son. When Elizabeth saw Mary arriving, she knew that something very special had happened to Mary. She told Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. I am so honored that the mother of my God is visiting me. When I heard you coming, the baby inside me jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary was also very excited, and she sang a special song of joy to God. With all my heart, I praise the Lord, and I am glad because of God my Savior. God cares for me, his humble servant girl. From now on, all people will say God has blessed me. God, the Mighty One, has done great things for me, and His name is holy. He shows mercy to everyone who worships Him. The Lord has used His powerful arm to scatter those who are proud. God drags strong rulers from their thrones and puts humble people in places of power. 
God gives the hungry good things to eat and sends the rich away with nothing. God helps his servant Israel and is always merciful to his people. The Lord made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his family forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home to Nazareth. When Joseph found out that Mary was expecting a baby before their marriage had taken place, he was very worried. He thought Mary had been unfaithful to him and wondered if he should cancel the wedding altogether. Then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Don't be afraid to marry Mary. She has been chosen by God to be the mother of his son. The baby will be called Jesus, and he will save his people. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel had told him to do and married Mary. At this time, the land where Mary and Joseph lived was part of the Roman Empire. The Roman Emperor Augustus wanted to have a list of all the people in the empire to make sure they paid their taxes. He ordered everyone to return to the town where their families originally came from and enter their names in a register or census there. Mary and Joseph traveled a long way, about 70 miles or 115 kilometers from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the town where Joseph's family came from. Most people walked, but some people had a donkey to help carry the goods needed for the journey. Joseph and Mary traveled very slowly because Mary's baby was due to be born very soon. When they reached Bethlehem, they had trouble finding somewhere to stay. So many people had come to register their names in the census that every house was full and every bed was taken in all of the spare rooms. The only shelter that they could find was with the animals, in a cage, stable, or in the bottom floor of a house where the family animals were kept. So, in this unclean and probably smelly place, Mary gave birth to Jesus, the Son of God. It was the custom to wrap newborn babies tightly in a long cloth called swaddling clothes. People thought it helped you grow straight arms and legs. Jesus' bed was the manger, the animal's feeding trough. Out in the hills and fields outside Bethlehem, some shepherds were looking after their sheep through the long night. Wow, it's cold out here. Uh, put another log on the fire, Amos. But as the new day began, an angel suddenly appeared, and the glory of God shone around the angel. The shepherds were very, very frightened. But the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you and everyone. Today, down in Bethlehem, the Savior sent by God has been born. You will find him as a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Then many more angels appeared, lighting up the sky. All the angels sang, praising God. Wow. That was amazing. Let's go to Bethlehem and see what happened. Great idea. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, let's go. Last one there is a Philistine. <laughs> let's go. 
So the shepherds went to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph. The baby Jesus was lying in a manger just as they had been told. When they saw this, they told everyone what the angel had said to them. Man, this angel just suddenly appeared. It was so scary. Yeah, but, but the angel said it was okay that a special baby had been born here in Bethlehem. Yeah, then, then all these other angels were singing to God. It was the best singing I've ever heard. So we decided to come down and see if it was true. And it was, just like the angel said. Amazing. amazing. The people who heard their story were also amazed. And the shepherds went back to their sheep on the hills, praising God for sending His Son to be their Savior. When Jesus was born, a brand new, bright star appeared in the sky. Some wise men in a faraway country saw the star. They were very clever men that studied the stars. I say, that's a rather bright star up there. Indeed. Let me have a look in the old manuscripts to see if it means anything. I've already found something. Listen to this. A star in that part of the sky at this time of year means that a new and very important king has been born in Judea. So knowing how important this event was, they set out to find the new king and bring gifts. The wise men followed the star towards the country of Judea. When they got to the capital, Jerusalem, they began to ask people, Where is the child who is born to be the king of the Jews? We've seen a special star and have come to see him. And we brought presents. When Herod, the king of Judea, heard this, it made him very angry to think that someone might be going to take his place as king. So he called the wise men to the palace and tried to trick them. Hello, my good fellows. Please go and follow the star until you find the new king. And when you find him, come and let me know where he is, so that I can go and worship him. But Herod really had an evil plan to kill the new king and wanted to use the wise men to find him. The wise men followed the star towards Bethlehem, where the old writings said that the king would be born. It seemed to stop and shine down directly over the house where Jesus and his family were now living. The wise men entered the house and found Jesus with Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. The wise men spread the gifts they had brought before Jesus. The gifts were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In a dream, the wise men were warned by God about Herod's trick and evil plan, so they returned home to their countries in the east by a different way. When the wise men had gone, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up quickly and escape to Egypt with Jesus and Mary. King Herod wants to kill him. Stay there until I tell you it's safe to come back. So Joseph got up, took Jesus and Mary, and during the night they left for Egypt, where they stayed until Herod died. When Herod realized that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was furious and gave orders to kill all the boys aged two or younger in Bethlehem and the surrounding area. This was to try and kill the new king, as his plan to find the location of the new king from the wise men had failed. After Herod had died, Joseph had another dream in which an angel appeared to him. Get up. Take Jesus and Mary and go back to Israel, for the people who tried to kill Jesus are dead. So Joseph got up, took Jesus and Mary, and they went back to Israel. But when they heard that Herod's son was now king of Judea, 
Joseph was afraid to go there. So instead, they returned to live in their old town of Nazareth. In order of appearance, the players in the production of the Lifespring Why Christmas Christmas Story are Gabriel was played by Anthony Gettig, Gettig.net. Mary was played by Carmen Tyler, CarmenTyler.com. Elizabeth was Natalie Nicole Gilbert, Facebook.com slash Natalie Nicole Gilbert. The Angel was played by Bob Sauer, BobSauer.com. Shepherd One was Brian Duncan, BrianDuncan.com. Shepherd 2 was Kenny Metcalf, JustAband.com and ElktonTheEarlyYears.com. Shepherd 3 was Dave DeAndrea, DaveDeAndrea.com. Wise Man No. 1 was played by Ron Plouffe, GriddleCakes.com. Wise Man No. 2 was Ron Stroop, RonStroop.com. Wise Man No. 3, Rev Tim, RevTim.com. King Herod was played by James Cooper, WhyChristmas.com. And your narrator was yours truly, Steve Webb, at theguywithafriendlyvoice.com.